All right. Tell the audience who you are and what you do. Sure. Dennis, I am Jack Epstein. I'm the head of production at GSD&M Advertising here in Austin, Texas. Awesome. The reason I asked you to be on this podcast was as I thought about it, I couldn't think of anyone I know who loves music more than you do. And and I want to say I know a lot of people who love music, but I think they're um, – they're fans of music or bands, but not quite connoisseurs. And mm-hmm. I just find your personality very yeah. distinctive in that. So I wanted to talk to you about music. And I also wanted to talk to you about South by Southwest because you've been going for a long time. Uh-huh. So that's really the context. And then last but not least, because at GSDM you guys throw the best South by Southwest party, I just thought it'd be interesting True. to get the inside <laughs> and out. Sure. So, so let's start with South by as an experience, how long have you been coming? So I think it's been about 14, 15 years. So I have a group of friends that I know from seeing music for the last 30 to 40 years. And we're all, you know, we text every day and we see a lot of shows together and they live all around the country. And they all started going to South by in like 2009 or something. And so the first time I joined them was maybe 2000. 10, so I guess we're talking 13 years ago. I never thought I'd actually live in Austin. I was in LA at the time. But these are guys and women that would go through all the MP3s of every showcasing artist, make a list, make a schedule, and then we would all compare notes and say, okay, who's your three o'clock? Okay, who's your four o'clock? Who's your eight o'clock? And we would forget to eat. We would um, just see music after music after music running down 6th Street in the old days. And this was really before even the interactive thing became a thing. So it was really, I'd get here on Wednesday, launch into artists, and keep going until I got on a plane Sunday morning. In fact, one of my friends, obviously people have lives, and unfortunately some one of them passed away. But there is a friend that arrived yesterday and met us at our first show at uh, 6 o'clock right outside my office here. So so have you been coming since the very first South By? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So, no, 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 no. That was, uh, that was, I think, I don't know how many years South By has been around, but I definitely missed the first 10, 15 years. So ago. how many years have you been coming South By? So if my first year was 2010, pandemic aside, so we missed two for the pandemic, right? So that would make this year, what, my 12th or 13th? Wow. Yeah. And how has it changed since since you started well i mean i think the biggest change and i think anybody who's been here before is just brands everywhere it really was in those days there was a couple big like brand activations maybe one or two there was a doritos you know thing or whatever but the idea that there's brands on every corner and they have the whatever house with bands playing is is pretty much new since then yeah is that made it better or worse Well, I mean, I think it's made it harder in some ways because it's less about discovering music and it's more about, you know, so-and-so will play a half hour and you might be able to get in, but if it's a big brand activation, you have trouble getting in. Um, Whereas, I mean, the, the day parties when we first started going were just a couple, you know, not brands, maybe the Waterloo would have one or some other ones. And now every brand has a house that every band is playing. I would say in 2010, we were focused on 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then if you saw some people during the day, that was a bonus. And now the day parties are almost as important to people around here than the, the showcases at night. Right. And, and has... I imagine in the beginning, 
I'm not as into music, but going to concerts, discovering music, that's one thing. But I know that the years that I've attended South by, there's a lot of very interesting technology. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like there's these experiential things. And so now you have this combination of mu- music, but the experiential um, opportunities. Do you think that that's made South by better as an as an experience to attend, or is it was it better when it was purely music? Well, I mean, I'm a music fan, so I. The interesting thing was before I lived in Austin, before I worked at GSTNM, there was a distinct difference between South by Interactive and South by Music. I would fly into the airport Wednesday morning for music, which was then Wednesday through Saturday, and I would see all my ad friends flying out because they were just here from Friday to Tuesday-ish or whatever. So, and now I'm sure that the attendance during the beginning of the festival for Interactive or whatever is much higher now than music. So I think South by started as a music discovery thing and it's turned into a tech thing or a brand activation event. If you come from that side, it's way better. If you come from the pure, I love watching music and discovering new bands side, you know, it definitely makes it a little harder, but there's less people around at the end of the week. Like I actually end up traveling sometimes because it's spring break here too in the beginning of the week so I can hit the music card, you know, starting tonight. So I'm I'm probably an anomaly in that. Well, yeah, you made me think in terms of music experiences, is there an event that you go to that's just pure music experiences? Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, You know, I have a 16 year old who is as passionate about music as I am. So I have to find the all ages events and a lot of those take place during the day so i mean there's great day parties south by san jose out on south congress great bands starting at noon or one o'clock we can get in no problem it gets a little packed but outside south by like if, yeah if i'm like south by is it's it's become this great thing of yeah. so if i'm a if, it, if i'm a dad and i'm yeah. son and lesbian where else would it where you don't go? need a badge you can go there's all these great venues south austin that have bands playing all day long so I'll put together, like, I know, um, you know, who he wants to see. And, uh, you know, he's texting me, so-and-so's at 3 o'clock. Okay, you know, and so we're just putting a schedule together so he can see things. When he was younger, I would then go out and see a bunch of showcases, which I won't do as much this year because I think he doesn't want me to go without him. <laughs> fair, but, fair. Yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to work on the fake ID later for him. That's a, a joke. <laughs> joke. <laughs> so has music changed over the last 10 years? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, which is what's supposed to happen. As I've gotten older, my tastes aren't in the mainstream as much. And the and so some of the bands we want to see are a little easier to get into. Um, you know, it's you could talk for hours about how rock and roll isn't as popular as it used to be, or we like a lot of, you know, alternative bands and that kind of stuff. And so it goes up and down. There's always buzzy bands that are hard to get into every year and hard to see, but we'll check out a couple of those, I'm sure. Taking it outside of the conversation yeah. of South by, what? How have you seen music change over the last ten years? Just your own opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think um, a lot of people my age would say, ah, music isn't as good as it used to be in the '70s and the '80s. But that's just wrong. There's great bands everywhere, um, but the styles are less popular. So the bands that I love, that are you know great rock bands, aren't playing the eighteen thousand seat arena unless you're the Foo Fighters, and they're playing more of the clubs and theaters and that's fine. I mean, I think we could go on for hours about how the pandemic has really hurt music and touring and all of that. And I think you're seeing it in South by too. 
Tell me, tell me about what you think the hot trends are in music. Oh, I know wow. now, yeah, and and yeah. and let's just put this in context. I'm not asking you for a mu- music review, or yeah. I'm really interested because honestly, I do believe you're a connoisseur of mm-hmm. musical performance, instruments, yeah. Yeah. band chemistry, yeah. venue. I think that you see that, and yeah. and really, what my podcast is about is. Exploring experiences authentically as possible, uh-huh. and I think you you have a take. Yeah. What's your take well, on music? Well, I mean, music I think that days? I think that music, and I and I can't say I partake, but I mean, the days of discovering new artists because you stumbled into a club and watched them, or you were listening to a radio, or even it came up in your Spotify algorithm, are really going away. And the the stuff that's making hits is TikTok. Yeah. And you're really seeing. Um, a whole bunch of artists kind of come out of nowhere because they got viral on TikTok. So I think that's really changed kind of the whole business model of the music industry. And to be fair, on TikTok, you don't necessarily have to play an instrument. Not at all. But the music you're going to see still has instruments. Most of it, yeah. And singers. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I do feel that a lot of that, there's still very popular bands that are selling out arenas and stuff that play instruments, no doubt. And I love music, all, all different kinds of music. But sure, the music, I, I see it every year when there's a festival announced, especially like ACL here. You know, it used to be that I would be excited by the whole poster. And now I'm noticing that maybe the second half of the poster is who I want to see the most. Which is interesting. What do you look for when you pick a band that you want to go see with your son? You're yeah, like, I mean, we, you know, it's usually people that we know and we've heard of and we've seen. And so a lot of that, there's, um, we don't discover new artists as much as I would like just because there's just not time because we're seeing all the established artists we like. But it's always fun to stumble upon somebody either here at South By or at a festival that you've never heard of and go, hey, it's pretty good. Yeah. What do you look for? It just, it just yeah, new. I mean, I, I think that um, I'm a big fan of singer songwriter and just a great hook or a great song. So that's what's gonna that's what's gonna get me is is a great hook. Um, it's funny to hear how many bands. This is old Jack talking again. Uh, sound like someone who I loved in the '80s, and it's like, oh, that's back. In fact, I have an extensive vinyl collection, and there's a great app, Discogs, that it's all cataloged on, and I can shake the phone app, and it'll pick a random album and i'll be like okay my son's leave on i'll say okay we're going to listen to whatever comes up and sometimes it's an 80s band no one's heard of but i'll say hey doesn't this kind of sound like the killers don't you hear that you know and it's kind of fun to do that yeah 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 you know i art art is always like that our art the art on the forefront is always standing on the shoulders of all the art yeah, fire as well as it which is true how about uh, in terms of south by how what what was it like as a as an experience in your opinion pre-pandemic versus post? Yeah, one thing that's been nice about post-pandemic South by is there aren't as many big names coming to South by, and so I know it that. has become kind of what it was, which you're here to discover new bands, um, and so that's fun, and it's always fun picking out a few for my son and I to see during the week. So that's been one benefit of the pandemic. I think it's much harder for bands to come here now. And there's been a movement to get them paid more. I think it, it showed up in the news that South by pays them like $100 or something. So there's a movement to pay them more. I think that touring as a whole has become really hard with, yeah. you know, uh, 
inflation and COVID and all that stuff, um, <coughs> it, uh, it's, it's harder and harder for people to come here. You're seeing probably less, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like you're seeing less bands from overseas. Just getting here is such a huge difficulty. And it's so costly to stay here. Yeah, I don't know how. I think, well, there's a lot of, I know that they offer services where bands can stay at people's houses if they offer that up. I'm sure. That's a cool offer, experience. Yeah, we haven't done that. We've had bands that stay, stayed at our house, but not South By, because um, we're usually home. But I think um, it really, uh, I, I can only imagine get, getting here and, you know, and, and some of these bands are playing 12, 15 shows in a week. And so who knows what kind of sleeping is happening. Yeah, yeah. none. Yeah. So I right, let let's just just to put this full back into business perspective. Sure. As a as in your role, you you produce a lot of experiences, mm-hmm. and at GSTNM you produce one of if not the best party at South by, which is the thing that I come for yeah. right now. Um, do you have any insights as working from the inside or the yeah. outside of South by like? What's that like for you? What 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 do you see as the c- customers who come? Because you've seen yeah. a whole different co- oh, yeah. kind of audience come over the well, years. Well, I think one thing GSDNM does really well with our industry party, and I can't take any credit. We have people here sure. who, who book it and pick the bands and do all that. And they've done it for 11 years, and they do it quite well. I think, I think a lot of times brands try to overcomplicate the experience. And the reason why our party is so successful is because we have great music. We have free beer, booze, which usually helps. We have food trucks, but it's also a situation where people can, if you want to sit and talk to people and you want to meet new people, you can do that. If you really want to drink and go see great music, you can do that. And it's kind of divided as such where you can have both experiences and that's it. We're not trying to sell anything, you know, and I get it. Brands who are trying to sell stuff, that's important. But you gotta just get down to the basics, and I think we do that well. I mean, you've been to a zillion South by parties that you are overcrowded. The music's awful. You know, you can't talk to anybody. Uh, it just—I think we have the best of all those worlds. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just tell you here. Here's basically when I speak to a brand about customer experience. What I'm often trying to explain to them is you're under a misconception that customer experience is is not about creating intimacy between brands and customers. Customer experiences is about helping people be the heroes of their own story, mm-hmm. the main character yeah. in their narrative. And so what you just described to me there is when I come to your party, I, just what you said, I can talk to my wife and friends uh-huh. or her friends or we can go up and stand in the loud music in the laser show, yeah. or we can go back over and or get something both. to eat. Yeah, you yeah. can do all those things. And, yeah. and but we're but at GSDM's party, we are the main characters in yeah. our story, oh, and yeah. I think that's what you've done really well. Whereas at the the events that I go to, sometimes there is a focal point. There is something that a brand has done that says, "You're in my space. Look at me. Look yeah. at me," yeah. and it's overwhelming. We're quite entertaining sometimes, but it's it's they seek to the immersion is really brand centric as opposed to I think that liberating you, and you know this and we do it with all of our brand activations you kind of have to act like you belong right think about where you are and and become a great South by party because you're at South by don't become what you think is a great party because you're shoving your brand in their face 
because it's really about, you got to think about where everybody's head's at, right? You can go to eight different parties at any given hour. So what are the ones you want to go to, right? You're going to listen to music. You're going to meet people. You're going to maybe get a drink or eat something. And that's, you're right. You, you want to be the star and the curator of that. Yeah. I think that's right. You, you also reminded me of that, this old saying that I always try to teach my kids. What do you, if you're a football player, what do you do in the end zone? Act like you've been there before. I say it to my kids too. You yeah. got to act like you belong because people will see the inauthenticity immediately. Now, from my perspective, nothing has changed in the formula for the great party that you all throw. But did you change some things post-pandemic? Um, no. I mean... It got bigger, I think. It did get bigger. Well, it used to... The, the footprint's gotten larger and larger over the years as people have enjoyed themselves there. Um, but I don't think... I mean, last year we had probably close to 5,000 people, and I think this year too. And so I think everyone was surprised last year that we came back as strong as we did. Um, but I hear... Actually, I heard that we actually uh, sold more alcohol last year than this year, which is surprising. Wow. Yeah, I wonder why. But um, the initial Fair. reports, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think we've, I mean, in a way, you know, being in Texas, like we sort of came back a little sooner than a lot of the country for all sorts of reasons. And um, yeah, I think South by and GSTM are back. And I guess you have an advantage now that you say that because GSTM and being fully Texan in Austin. Yeah. You have well, a, that's why, and that's, this, the party predates me by many years, but that's, that's the idea. This is an excuse to bring the industry together. We call it the industry party for a reason. And it really becomes a place. We, we're sort of, you know, we're the, the big daddy of all the ad agencies in town. So it's it's nice to have an excuse to, to see everybody and, and get our, you know, other and, peers involved. And bring such a great experience yeah. to, to everyone. Because as you said, your party is really about everyone there feels like it's a party for them, which is I think that's the right thing, you know. So, all right, just to wrap this thing up, I am curious. I'm going to go back to this question one more time. Sure. If you and your son were not going to South by, not in Austin, uh -huh. where would you go to discover music? What event? I'm curious. Um, I would say we spend a lot of time, um, you know, listening to Spotify playlists and all that stuff. But I would say where we discover music the most without South by would be other festivals. And like, what's like the big one? Austin City Limits. Outside um, of Austin. Outside of Austin. Well, if we lived in LA, we'd probably go to Coachella, even though we're, I'm far too old for that. Um, depending on where we live, like a lot of the secondary festivals, um, we still haven't been to Newport Folk, but that's on the list. Things like that. So a lot of those secondary where we'll just get there early because we want to see someone at three o'clock and watch a couple bands before and go, oh, they're pretty good. Do you ever discover music outside the US? Um, usually when blogs are writing about it and that kind of stuff, or if bands we like start talking about other artists, that's when I start to, yeah, we start to discover. Awesome. It's really about social media, you know, and keeping kind of abreast of kind of what people are talking about. I feel like in social media, I saw a, I saw a TikTok where somebody was talking about how and the realities of business, why labels will sign a uh, mediocre artist with a big following mm -hmm. over a singer-songwriter. and Well, because I don't think um, artists or labels or anybody in charge has the money to grow new artists anymore. They want someone that comes in with a, a group of, of fans and listeners. All right. We'll close with three, three of your 
top secret tips to experiencing South by better than, um, than normal? Don't have fear of missing out. Just just enjoy the moment that you're in. Um, charge your phone and eat. We'll make that a secondary one. And yeah, look for a lineup. I would say look for a lineup that's interesting to you. And don't be afraid to stay there for three hours and watch a bunch of bands. Awesome. Don't feel like you got to jump around too much. Jack, I know you're, you're, you're running to your next appointment. Thank you so much for spending Dennis, time with this me. This was fun. Thank you. I loved it. All right.